Well, I wonder if you've had a moment where you saw your kids doing something, uh, realizing, oh, they're imitating me. One of my earliest recollections of this would be when my oldest son was about three, and he was watching me very intently as I changed a doorknob on this new place that we had moved into. And um, a little bit later on, like an hour later, we're sitting around, and he he actually has a toolbox he's dragging uh, through the living room to a door, and he starts taking the doorknob apart. He's like, I, I fix it. And Dina and I looked at each other, we're laughing, and about 10 minutes later, we heard this metal clunk, because he actually had, at three, removed a doorknob. And I thought, wow, that's <laughs> that's pretty good uh, mechanics right yeah, there. Well great. done, son. Uh, the truth is our kids are watching us, and they are going to imitate us, good or bad, and we're going to hear a little bit more about that today. I'm John Fuller, along with Vice President of Parenting here at Focus, Danny Huerta. And uh, Danny, I'm sure you've had moments, good or bad, that your kids have imitated you. Yeah, I'll share one of my favorites, and that's uh, my son left me a, a note at my, uh, my spot at the table when he was about four years old, and it said, Daddy, can I go to work with you? Kind of mm-hmm. misspelled. He had him and me together going to work, and he showed up dressed up just like me, and he had his bag yes, just like me, and he yeah. wanted to go to work with me. And it was a great reminder for me, do I say that to my Heavenly Father? When I show up at Focus on the Family, uh-huh. do I say, Daddy, can I go to work with you? Mm-hmm. Do I imitate you well mm-hmm. as I do my work? Just like my son really wanted to go to work with me, and I said, son, it's not that exciting, really. This, it's more exciting here at home. He said, no, Daddy, I really want to go to work with you. And uh, that was a special moment for me to realize that my son is watching. And then at eight years old, he said, Daddy, actually, no, I was a little older than this, John, (laughs) Uh, closer to nine or 10. We were driving in the car, still vividly remember this moment. He said, Daddy, I no longer want to become Michael Jordan. I want to be more like you. Oh, wow. What a powerful moment. I got teary-eyed, looked at him, and I said, man, son, that's a lot of of pressure. Mm. Yet I love it, and it really reminds me that I've got to follow Jesus so that you see him and me, hmm. and that's who you want to follow, yeah. not me. We had a powerful moment there together, and, and just know, kids are watching, imitating, good or bad, and uh, it's not the end if there's been bad. Just realize that you have tremendous influence in your kids' lives. Yeah, and, and we're going to hear more encouragement about this very thing from Dr. Gary Chapman. Uh, He joined Focus on Family President Jim Daly and uh, talked about this further. Gary, you ask a great question in the book, which I think is a a tremendous place to land today. Mm -hmm. And that is, um, as a parent, you ask yourself and encourage other parents to ask themselves, what if my teen turns out to be just like me? And what is your point in that? Whether you have fear in the answer or comfort in the answer, I would imagine. Well, you know, it's really the most serious question I ever asked myself, and mm. I'm glad I did because I changed some things. So I, I challenged parents of teenagers to, to ask yourself, what if they handle anger the way I handle anger? Because I realized the story I told earlier, yeah. my son was yelling at me because he learned it from me. Yeah. And and, and what, if, what if they treat what when they get older, if they treat their spouse the way I treat mine? Mm-hmm. Uh, what if they drive a car the way I drive a car? Okay, now you're getting close. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> what if they have the same work ethic that I have? And what if they talk to other people the way I talk to other people? And what if they talk about people who are different from them 
the same way I do? And what if they respond to alcohol and drugs the way I did? And what if they have the same quality of a relationship with God that I have? And I go on in the book with a few more of those. That is worth it right there you know, to get yeah. the book. Yeah. I don't know if that's in the back or the front, but <laughs> I'll take it home and look at that. But those are good, thought-provoking questions. You know, uh, Jean and I were just talking about this the other night because she said something to me. It sounded, I mean, just like her mom. And I stopped her. I said, oh, my goodness, that sounded just like your mom. And she goes, it did, didn't it? And we started talking about how often we are expressing those emotions or those verbal lashes the way we got it from our parents and then we turn around and do it to those around us right it will help us to begin to change some things in our lives yeah we ask those questions of ourselves and then say okay i need to ask god to transform me in this area well that's a great place to land gary this has been so good and Mm -hmm. thank you um you know for again awakening our hearts to what's the goal here uh, to win an argument, to win a debate. I'm telling you, with teenagers, that ain't it. Yep. You've got to look at the big picture. And I let me ask that in the last question here. Thinking of your 15-year-old as a 40-year-old, and is there benefit in that? I think It's so. kind of the answer to your question, too. Who yeah. are they going to be? Yeah, I think so. Because they are going to be greatly influenced by our model, more than anything we say, by our model. So if they turn out to be like me in this particular area, am I going to be happy with that? If not, I need to be changing it now, and I need to go ahead and apologize for my past failures with this and make those changes. What a great challenge. Mm -hmm. I hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, There's so many resources here at Focus to help you in the journey. I think everything that Gary has written, we offer, and uh, certainly we'll tag to the uh, the link to the website mm-hmm. to uh, let you be able to take the test to see or the quiz to see what your love language is. I would encourage you to apply it, and especially when it comes to teens. This great book, Things I Wish I'd Known Before My Child Became a Teenager. Uh, the other title to that book is Help Me. <laughs> so uh, it is a wonderful resource and one that you need as a parent. I mean, these are tools. Don't go do this blindly. Uh, There's plenty of help here. And Gary is the best at this uh, education for us as parents to do it better. So Gary, again, thank you for being with us. Thank you. Well, Danny, you mentioned it earlier. Uh, Let's turn a corner and speak to that unhealthy stuff that uh, we mentioned a little bit. Um, We saw our parents doing things imperfectly, and my kids have watched me imperfectly. How do I change? How do I, how do I bring a better me to the table as a mom or a dad? Yeah, I've had many dads and moms show up to the counseling office saying, I've become my mom or mm-hmm. I've become my dad. And they're very angry, frustrated with themselves that they've become their mom or their dad. And I ask the question, who is it that you want to become then? Because most likely you've just been trying to figure out who you don't want to be like. Mm-hmm. And that's who you end up becoming. And know that as we do our mom and dad thing, there are many people that we can look to to learn from and to build the pieces of who we want to become. And then give yourself grace. Take it one day at a time and become more like who you want to become rather than becoming less of who you don't want to become. That makes a huge difference because your brain knows what you're wanting it to do. Otherwise, it defaults to something else. If I say, hey, don't listen to the clock, 
all of a sudden you're going to hear the tick of the clock, mm. and that's what your brain focuses in on. Yeah. But if you say, don't listen to the clock, listen to another sound, your brain knows that and begins to listen to the other sound. You're telling it what to do, and that's what you get to do with your mind as you guard it and you uh, pursue who it is that you want to become, and it's becoming more like Christ. Yeah, and uh, that makes me think of Romans twelve two, where Paul wrote, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal mm-hmm. of your mind. And so you've got to have a, a regular diet of good stuff, God's Word primarily, but mm-hmm. uh, we have so many articles and, and interviews and so many helps here to help moms and dads stay in the good zone and renew their minds in appropriate ways. Uh, stop by our parenting resource page, which has so much content, and Danny's team is always updating it. There's always something new there. We're going to link over to that in the show notes. And John, it'd be good to mention the counseling line here as well. It would be, yeah. Because there's, there's so much pain that some parents take into parenting, and they don't know what to do with it. This is an opportunity to begin a conversation with somebody that can begin to guide you. And that's 1-800, the letter A in the word family, 1-800-232-6459. You can speak with one of the counselors here mm-hmm. focus on the family. Yeah, and we'll link over to our counseling services team. Uh, in the show notes as well. And then finally, um, get a copy of Dr. Gary Chapman's book, Things I Wish I'd Known Before My Child Became a Teenager. And uh, we've got details about that and uh, the other resources we've mentioned here along the way in the show notes. Next time, we'll hear from Gary Thomas talking about letting go of parental guilt. Uh, For now, I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Smalley. And I'm Erin Smalley. Marriage is an amazing gift from God, but it can also be a challenge sometimes. That's right. We could all use a little guidance. And that's why we started our podcast, Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. We talk about things like recognizing conflict cycles, dealing with stress, and how to grow your love each day. Listen at crazylittlethingcalledmarriage.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We can't wait to see you there.